Ian Fitzsimmons has been very judgy about Aaron Rodgers' use of emojis, but I think Ian Fitzsimmons is just jealous that Aaron Rodgers knows how to use emojis. That's what I've deduced. I I could not even begin. I know how to like text one to my daughters and whatnot, but (laughs) one I I wasn't even on Instagram until I think a week ago when my daughters were were embarrassed because some of their friends were trying to find it. What's your name? They have. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Is it at really, Ian Fitz ESPN, maybe? I don't know. I mean, I think it's maybe at Ian, it's Ian at Fitzsimmons. Ian Fitzsimmons. It's okay. at Ian Fitzsimmons ESPN. Yeah, and it I'm, says, I'm husband, on... dad, dog lover, ESPN radio, co-host Amber and Ian. Look at this. Uh, very Look timely. at them. Uh, they, they did well so far. It says college football and NFL analyst for ESPN radio. They tagged it. Look at uh, that. Run by my two daughters, it says, and then and then they do a hand emoji. Uh, so there you go. They they have an emoji immediately in your description to let the world know right. that this is in that fact their control. Because, because I went to them and I said, "How many for a grown man who's about to be forty? What's the over under on the amount of emojis in an Instagram post?" And they went, "Where does where's this coming from?" I gave them context with Aaron Rodgers. They said, how many? I said, seven. And Marin, the youngest, goes, no, 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 way too many. <laughs> so there you go. That's from a 15-year-old girl saying that's way too many emojis for a grown man. I hit you with the follow back. Apparently, you've been following me. I don't I, notice. I'm not no good idea. at going through my follows and noticing who is following. They'll be all excited so about that. There you hit go. Hit you with the follow back. I, yes, was, uh, I, was, I guess I was following the wrong Ian Fitzsimmons, so oh. that's not great. <laughs> There's another one out there. You were following there's, some random yeah, Ian Fitzsimmons? Ian Fitzsimmons one. Oh, that's, he appreciates the rocket the scientist in Oxford, right over in, uh, across the pond in, he, in England. Uh, frankly, Ian Fitzsimmons one's content might be more interesting than Ian Fitzsimmons <laughs> ESPN's content. Let's Could be. Yeah, I got to go look. I, 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 but, I thought but I was following people, Ian, but I, it's an For people wondering, are we calling an audible here? Are we going to flip this? Yeah, yeah, we're I think so. yeah, 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 oh, I didn't mean to do that, guys. I'm no, sorry. I just no, took no, a blowtorch to the rundown. Yeah, that's, that's fine. All Let's about talk about it. emojis. Let's go. So, please, Amber, as you did earlier so eloquently, read the Aaron Rodgers Instagram post and the message he sent out to everyone who was very concerned about him. And, and just listen to the tone here. Listen to the number of emojis and then the final little deep thoughts with Jack Handy type moment. Okay, I will go through this. Thank you to every person that has reached out, called, texted, DM'd, connected through a friend, etc. It meant a ton to me, and I'll try and get back to all of you soon. Welling up tears, face emoji, heart emoji. Oh, Lord. I'm completely heartbroken and moving through all of the emotions, but deeply touched and humbled by the support and love heartbreak emoji please keep me in your thoughts and prayers as i begin the healing process today prayer emoji infinity emoji heart emoji the night, the night is, is dark just before the dawn and i promise you the dawn is coming the night is darkest before the dawn and i shall rise once again proud of my guys one and oh jet emoji pound sign Okay. <laughs> so the last part is very Aaron Rodgers esque, right? So, like channeling I mean, it could not the dark be more night. Aaron Rodgers. Right. I mean, I, I feel like we need Chris Carlin here to, to rattle off some Gandhi quotes because he does a phenomenal bit where he has quotes from Gandhi and Aaron Rodgers, and you have to guess who said it. And I get it wrong every single time. 
and it is absolutely hilarious when he does that bit. So that's one because that was very Gandhi. You know, the night is darkest before the dawn. You know, I mean, come, okay, all right, all right, here we go. And but the the everything before that, I couldn't. When you read that the first time, and you and you also as you just did went through all the emojis that were in there. I couldn't believe one how many. And two, what what's the purpose of the infinity emoji? Uh, the, how know. does that fit in there? That, and what's I, that the I pounds? The, well, I the I pound need, emoji. Is that like keep pounding boys me. or whatever? I mean, what what is that for? Is that that's what that's kind of like what uh, journalists use to signify the end of their post or their story, right? What are journalists? Yeah. Wait, you think that that's what's it's happening true. there? That he's signifying the end? I don't end? know. I, I, that's the only thing that makes any sense. I don't think he was doing airplane hashtag. I, I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't think he was doing a hashtag either. Unless he was doing like keep pounding, like keep grinding. No, that's no. That's a Carolina he, Panthers thing like a, like a Like a, you know, the flexing emoji if that's what he was doing. All right, yeah, so bottom line is this. Is sense. it too many emojis? Or the punching emoji. That would be the one to go with. Is it too many for a grown bleeping man creeping up on the age of 40 to be firing off broken hearts and the prayers and the infinities and everything else, right, uh, on, a, on a heartfelt, somewhat hazed post after, you know, having it, finding out that he has a torn Achilles, which is very painful. So... I don't know if this was a bit of a haze or if this is typical of Aaron Rodgers to use 47 different emojis in this keep praying for me and I'll be there for you soon type whatever message. His his post right before that one, before the injury from six days ago, is a, a post promoting or advertising, it appears anyways, shoes. And so it's a whole post and then he, he finishes it with the fire emoji and the pound sign again. So I don't know. Maybe that is a thing that he does to end his posts because I, otherwise I don't have, Oh, and then yeah, like two before that August 8th, it, it, he, it's a picture of him just watching wa- you right now. You're going walking. into a deep dive in, in Aaron it Rodgers' says, cherish, Instagram. It says cherish the little things. Number eight slash eight, some emo- oh, like a lion emoji thingy. And then a pound sign at the end of it. Okay, so the pound definitely means the end. There we go. Good, it good mu- call it by must, Steel. I guess. But he doesn't use it on every post, but he uses it every other post. Every other post has uh, roughly every, yeah, literally every other post so far that I'm looking at has a pound sign at the end of it. So I think he's read just, into that. He's what signing you off. He's signing. That's how. He, that's how he signs off. But he doesn't he's do like it with a, every post. Though. That's the that weird thing. Is, I don't know. You would think. Well, all right, all you know, I know is it's a lot of posts. Listen, emojis are fun. That. Let's, James let's, puts a bunch of emojis out there. We want your wallet, man card revoked. I mean, I, I just, you know, it's, it's, uh, am I being judgy? Yes. I yes, am. you're I being really very judgy. I am being remarkably childish and, and, and judgy as to how many emojis you throw out there in this heartfelt, deep dive, hazed, you know, thank you to fans and whomever else. And then you get all Aaron Rodgers y with the night is darkest before the dawn thing. <laughs> Um, channeling Bruce Wayne and the Dark Knight, and then you know having seven different <laughs> my heart is broken type emojis, you know for Jets fans. There you go. Uh, I I don't believe that the night is darkest before the dawn because that doesn't make sense to me that it would be darkest right before it becomes light because I feel like the sky would be lightning. However, our very own Kevin Winter. <laughs> 
I've confirmed. Oh, the authority. As the authority on seeing if anybody night would know. lead into it's the dawn. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Winter had confirmed that that is the darkest part of the night. I, I Going on a deep dive through Aaron Rodgers' Instagram, this man loves himself some emojis. It is certainly not exclusive to this post. What I did learn from this particular post was that Aaron Rodgers gets DMs, that Aaron Rodgers' DMs are open, and in fact... Aaron Rodgers DMs are open. Have you have you have you slid into him I yet? I have not slid to, into them. To James. Thank him for all of the <laughs> for all the content that he's given us over the last Maybe five I months. Will. I think that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> we just, just want to thank you, buddy, for right being now. a drama queen. Appreciate <laughs> you. Right. Uh, he's going to continue to give us the content, right? I mean, there's zero chance that he just fades. It, no. This injury is is an entire season long injury. This thing's going to take a very long time to rehab from. Most players would quietly go away. I feel like Aaron yeah. Rodgers is going to get even more. Like somehow he's going to amplify this even more to like a media career for the next nine months while he's rehabbing. You know what's? And I'm, I'm being dead serious here. I fully expect him to be in that quarterback room, start stop right next to Zach Wilson. I mean, he is going to be in there as a mentor, you know, showing him, no, 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 look, this corner's playing with inside leverage here, but he's baiting you, right? I mean, whichever one, whatever, any little tidbit he can help with Zach Wilson, he's going to because, one, he's got some of his boys there, right? I mean, like Alan Lazar, like Randall Cobb, he doesn't, he, they, they went there to win a Lombardi. So he's going to do everything he possibly can to help Zach Wilson be the best version that he can possibly be. So the mind is going to be there. I fully expect him to be present. But, man, without him, think about this. In a a futures wager before the season began, the Dallas Cowboys were a three-point favorite at home against the Jets. You know what that number is now? Nine and a half. Unreal. That is is a a, a Herculean-type shift. Because of one guy. One guy, the most important position in football. And it's a guy who loves him some emojis. Yes, loves himself some emojis, loves himself some attention. By the way, from everything I'm reading on the internet, which is, of course, the authority on everything, uh, the night is actually darkest around midnight, right after midnight in the Northern <laughs> Hemisphere. Take that, Kevin, Kevin Winter. Winter. It's not the darkest before What's midnight the dawn. Before, it, it correspo- midnight corresponds in the Northern Hemisphere with when the sky is when the sun is the furthest below the horizon and when the sky is the darkest. I don't know. There you Amber, go. Science. I love Coming the research you did here going deep into Aaron Rodgers' Instagram and then going, is this dude really right? No, it's at midnight. <laughs> Thank you very up. much. Check your facts. Like It doesn't make sense. It was just a cool line in a movie. That's Good all job it out was. of you. Coming up next, you can chime into that conversation if you would like. Triple eight, say ESPN, anything here on Amber and Ian. The phone lines are open. Plus, would you rather have Josh Allen or Dak Prescott as your quarterback right now? Let us know. 888-729-3776. The night is darkest just before the dawn. And I promise you, the dawn is coming. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. 
Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. If you want to chime into the conversation here on Amber and Ann, 888-SAY-ESPN. The phone lines are open, 888-729-3776. We have been reacting to Aaron Rodgers, most notably his emoji use. And we are also about to ask you, would you rather have Dak Prescott or Josh Allen leading your team. Before we get to your phone calls, though, Ian's got some more betting advice. Come on, Bet till your hands bleed. Staying with the college grid on a rare Wednesday when it comes to uh, bet to your hands bleed picks. Give me BYU plus the eight and a half. And yes, I always buy the hook. I refuse to get beaten by that little you know what. Uh, buy it up to nine at Arkansas. No Rocket Sanders for the Razorbacks. That is a big, big loss in the Arkansas backfield. Sam Pittman said on Monday he is out, will not play. This Rocket Sanders last year at BYU had 15 carries for a buck 75 and two touchdowns. Now, to my knowledge, it would be no math, but that averages are right around 11 or 12 yards a pop. No Rocket Sanders, and BYU got trucked by Woo Pig Suey last year at their place. Don't think Kalani Sitake and his men and his coaching staff aren't reminding his players of that butt-kicking they got. I like BYU plus the points in Fayetteville. Bet to your hands bleed. That's how you do it, Triple Eight Say ESPN. That's how you join in with us here on Amber and Ian. Amber and Ian is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. That's where we find AC in Milwaukee. Hey, AC, thanks for the call. What do you have for us on Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, first time caller. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, as, as a guy who doesn't have any backup teams in the NFL, it's Green Bay or nothing. Uh, I was really rooting for Green Bay this year. I mean, for uh, Aaron Rodgers this year, fresh start. I really wanted to do well. Uh, unfortunately, that he got injured. I don't have an Instagram account. Just going off of what you guys are saying. Uh, seven emojis. I don't know. It's too many. If he's pouring his heart out, regular post. Yeah, might be too much. But pouring his heart out. He just had a devastating injury. I don't think seven is too many um, for all his fans out there. And 
I'm at, obviously I'm disappointed because now the Packers are going to get a second round pick instead of a first round pick. So yeah. I was, was about really to say that for, the 65% uh, of those snaps didn't go your way, right? Because that would have made it a first rounder. Now you're, you're stuck with the second rounder. No, no, sir. You are you're actually uh, absolutely correct. So now, now that they don't have Aaron Rodgers, I was really hoping they would go to the Super Bowl. Uh, who knows? Face the Packers, uh, long shot, but whatever. Uh, but now I'm hoping that they just lose so much and we can get a high second round pick because it's not going to be a first. So, yeah, for sure. Good. AJ, appreciate the phone call. Thank you, bud. Thanks a lot. Yeah, it's certainly a step back there for the Packers in terms of their pick. The Jets getting to retain their number one pick, which is why people theorize that, hey, they might trade for a quarterback because they have an asset in order to do that. Or maybe they rock with Zach Wilson and they go ahead and do whatever they're going to do at the top of next year's draft. Certainly seven emojis. I think we have established on this show is a lot. Aaron Rodgers, though, an emotional guy. So I suppose in an emotional post, according to that caller, maybe he gets a bit of a pass. Let's move on to some other quarterbacks, though, that are still healthy and playing in the league. Dak Prescott and Josh Allen. This is overreaction after week one, in my opinion, Ian. Where now we want to have this conversation all of a sudden. But Josh Allen threw three interceptions in week one. He looked absolutely rough at times. I mean, just the decision-making by Josh Allen, the things that he was trying to force that that were not there. Dak Prescott's numbers don't light the world on fire, but he did what he needed to to do. He didn't have to. That was the whole point. Did what he needed to do. His team won 40 to nothing over the New York Giants in week one. So two wildly different week one results for these two guys. Damian Woody, ESPN's NFL analyst, was on get up chastising Josh Allen. Everyone has been giving Dak Prescott all the smoke this offseason, about the turnovers, okay? No one gives Josh Allen smoke. What we saw last night was a travesty. And it's something that Josh Allen has done throughout his whole career, is turn the football over. Yes, does he make spectacular plays? Absolutely. But what's the number one job of a quarterback? Take care of the football. I'm not even talking about going to try to go get a touchdown. I'm talking about just mundane type plays where there's no need for you to put yourself in harm's way. And he does it all the damn time. When is the smoke going to go towards Josh Allen and the way he plays football? I'll tell you when, when you play for a team that has a star on their helmet. I mean, and that's the reason that Dak catches all kinds of hell. And that's why Tony Romo caught all kinds of hell. And, you know, and, and when you win like Troy Aikman or Roger Staubach, guess what? You get all kinds of praise, and you're immortal. You are literally immortal, and you are cantonized, meaning you are in Canton. And because Josh Allen plays for Buffalo, and even though he's and he has been to an AFC Championship game, something Dak hasn't done, but Dak gets bla- Dak would have been eviscerated if he throws three picks and has a fumble, four turnovers right. on him. Niedermeyer, dead. Dak Prescott crucified, right? But Josh doesn't play for Dallas. He plays for Buffalo, and he's been to an AFC Championship game, and that's the reason he doesn't get it nearly as badly as Dak does. And I'm a Dak guy. We've seen him in a conference championship game. We've seen him be part of turning around the Buffalo Bills franchise completely. So that's also part of this conversation as well. And you're right. The markets here make a big difference because nobody lives under more scrutiny than the Dallas Cowboys. And it it brings a lot of attention with America's team, but also a lot of scrutiny with America's team as well. So you're living under a microscope. Both these quarterbacks have had problems in terms of protecting the football. Both of these quarterbacks we've seen with double digit interceptions in seasons. That includes Dak. Now Dak traditionally hasn't been a player that suffered that 
even going back to his days at Mississippi State. Like, that's not a thing that traditionally has always plagued Dak. That is a thing that has always plagued Josh Allen. So, in fairness to Damian Woody there, there probably should be a little bit more heat on Josh Allen in terms of the sloppiness and some of that decision-making. I do feel like coming off of this game, losing to an Aaron Rodgers-less Jets team, it is the most noise I have ever heard about the deficiencies there in Josh Allen's game. Triple Eight say ESPN. That's where Jeff is calling us on from Denver. Hey, Jeff, go ahead. Oh, yes, yes, ma'am. I completely agree with you. Josh Allen was completely out of control. Uh, I don't know if it's too many Verizon wireless commercials in the off season, <laughs> but just I was telling this to to your last colleague, you know, um, just last season, and it was really perplexing to me. And this is an ESPN affiliate station. ESPN itself came out with an article of comparing Mahomes to Josh Allen just last year, and I always thought that was extremely weird—not just off, but just weird. Um, but yeah, you know. He lives in a city where there is a lot of crucial um, scrutiny. But let me ask you this. I mean, would you have Trevor Lawrence right now or Josh Allen? Well, I I personally would still, and here's the thing, the answer to both of those questions for me, including Dak, it would still be Josh Allen. And, and, and frankly, the answer to the Trevor Lawrence comparison as well, because I've seen more of it from Josh Allen than I've gotten to see from Trevor Lawrence, Ian. Boy, that's a good one because I'm a. But that's I, like, a good one. I'm, yeah, I mean, it's a really tough. Good I'm a Dak guy, but Trevor Lawrence, what we're seeing with real coaching, with yeah, Doug Peterson. Are you Peterson, falling in love with the potential, or are you ooh, falling in love with the reality? Man, a little bit of both, coach. A little bit of both. The thing is with Josh Allen is the highs are so high. Yeah. they're so much and higher too, than I even right. see from from Dak. Where Dak, yeah, but not like Josh Allen's like superhuman high, right? But the lows are so low. It's it's a very volatile experience, the Josh Allen experience. But when it's good, it is great. More Amber and Ian rolls on. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. My Florida Gators have a big one on Saturday night. They take on the 11th ranked Tennessee Volunteers, 7 p.m. start. You can hear that game right here on ESPN Radio. Ian Fitzsimmons, of course, will be part of that game coverage. Are you excited about 
Gaines, Vegas, a little time. Gainesville, Florida. We're going to hit Marks for dinner. Uh, you know, there you so go. yeah, Ricky Pearsall, your outstanding wide receiver, going to play at the next level. Number one told us that's the spot to go for a stake, so they were going to get down there and, and attack it on, uh, on Friday night. Well, there you go. Uh, so you will have a good time. Also, maybe we'll be running into each other. Uh, Gainesville, only about two and a half you're hours. Good. So I, I mean, think you're I'm going to make the travel. You're, you're on the, the field. Uh, we're gonna, you're working I, Saturday I'm working. night. I'm working. You're working. I'm working. Ian Let's Fitzsimmons go. is putting me to work. Also working has been Joe Milton III, the Tennessee quarterback. He has been doing work so far for the Volunteers. You had an opportunity to sit down with this young man. Look, he's got the strongest arm in college football, first of all. That's, that's not even up for debate. Uh, but the signal caller for the 11th rank Vols is just a remarkable, remarkable human being. And you know, Alex Scarborough on ESPN.com did a deep dive into Joe Milton's background. And that's where we began our conversation. I, I simply asked him, look, take us back to when – you were a young man, nine, ten years old, and you're growing up in Florida. The sugarcane fields are being—they've been harvested, and now you have to mow them down for next year's harvest. And then after that, when that happens, the rabbits come running out of the sugarcane, and you chased one to a creek. The tale of chasing that big ass rabbit towards a creek—what happened? <laughs> man, you just got to be cautious of what you're doing out there, man. You know. It's- there's multiple things out there that can uh, get you hurt. Uh, the tractors, because you never know where they're popping at. You popping out at. You just know they're cutting, um, cutting the cane. And then if you're running towards the ditch banks, man, you still got that water over there. Them canals with them alligators in there. You got to be careful, man, because some sometimes the alligators sit on the ditch bank and be waiting for food. You know, some gators sit with their mouth open on the edge. So you got to be careful, man. You know, and then sometimes it looks like the water be shallow and a gator be sitting right there looking at you. So if you jump in there and try to get that rabbit, man, you just better be careful. So this one time, a, a rabbit kind of stopped, right, and then looked and then made the leap, and you were going to go in after it and and, and describe man, that moment. To, I, I was about to go get it, man, but I thought <laughs> I'd get it come out of that water once that rabbit leaped. I was like, yeah, man, I'm glad I did not jump. <laughs> so glad I didn't. We may not have heard about the legend of Joe Milton and the howitzer for a right arm if you'd have gone in after a rabbit when you're like nine, ten years old and a gator would have got it. <laughs> hey, always Man. listen to Mama, right? Always listen to Mama because Mama knows. Always. Always. That is unbelievable. Take us back to growing up, man. You know, you're you're in Florida. You're, you're by the sugar cane fields. And, you know, it, it's it was a work ethic type youth that you had. What what did you learn growing up in that environment that, that, you, that you still draw on today? Champions find a way. No matter what you're going through, uh, my life, my route, my life, my, my, my route and life wasn't always perfect. Um, always, it wasn't always uh, all sweet. Um, you know, I've been through a lot as a uh, as a young kid. I didn't have everything I always wanted, um, but I always had football, no matter what. Um, football in school, so that was just the two main things I was focused on. Uh, you know, and being the oldest, you kind of see things a little bit different because you get a lot more privileged than your younger siblings. So, just me being the oldest and you know allowed to do extra things, uh, like go outside and they have to stay inside or. I have to stay inside and clean up and everybody else get to go outside and play. You kind of see things different. So your life kind of, you know, tail off a little bit different than your siblings will because you, you've been through a lot already. So it's, it, it was it was hard, but at the same time, I made a way. Um, that's why I always live by champions, find a way. How much did the responsibility of being the oldest, because I, I lost my older brother last year and he was a patriarch of our family. He was like more, he was like a dad to us. What, what, how much did the responsibility of being the oldest 
help you now in just leading a football team? First, I'm sorry to hear that. But secondly, um, you know, it's just I have the youngest the youngest sibling I have is one years old. So wow. just being able to have that responsibility because uh, you know, looking at it in my perspective and my shoes, she's old enough to be one of my kids. So when you look at it like that, you kinda of take it in perspective that, you know, you gotta keep going hard because you don't you know the things you've been through as a kid and you know the things the things that your siblings going through now, the older ones, that the things that they're going through now is the things you went through. So why not try to change the whole perspective of my baby sister's life um, and not let her go through it at all? So it helps with the team as well because, you know, they my, my siblings look up to me. You got guys on the team that was born in 2004, which is my brother's uh, year he was born in. So I know for sure that some of the people on the team look up to me as well. So I know that me personally, I have to always be on my P's and Q's on what I'm doing and what I'm saying. Boy, that is special. Joe Milton, the quarterback of the 11th-ranked Tennessee Volunteers. They go into the swamp to play the Florida Gators. You'll hear it right here on ESPN Radio. I'll be a part of that call with Mark Kestisher, Kelly Stauffer, Herb Street, Fowler, Holly Rowe on the TV side on ESPN, 7 o'clock Eastern kick. You got in Howitzer for an arm. You're, you're every bit of 6'5", 240. You are a gifted athlete. When did you realize you had a unique gift? Kind of my going into my freshman year of high school, um, yeah, I was talented as a kid um, and things like that. But going into my freshman year, we had our first seven on seven in high school. Uh, well, it was really my sophomore year in Orlando, but I treated it as my freshman year because I, I didn't play varsity yet. Uh, so my first year playing varsity, we had a little seven on seven team with my high school. They would travel to like uh, Polk County. And we played against teams like that. And they had a little throwing competition, a throwing distance competition. And my coach wanted me to join it. Did I want to join it? No. But he wanted me to join it. And when he made me join it, I was kind of like, Coach, why am I doing this? I was the point. And he was like, you'll see at the end. I was like, okay. And everybody started throwing. All the quarterbacks started throwing how far they can throw. And then I was the last quarterback up. And I ended up throwing the ball like 30 yards further than all of them. And he was like, that's why. (laughs) <laughs> man, that's know, simple that, right that that's moment, why <laughs> i just kept it going yeah, all right now kept it going, man. the legend of the strength of your arm throughout the college football ranks and even into the nfl i mean my brother was a college quarterback he's now with the carolina panthers and so how far right, true or false did you really throw an orange 110 yards and how far can you throw a football yes i threw an orange 110 yards um <laughs> football uh, the furthest I have thrown a football was 95. 95 yards? Yes, sir. Coach, that's that's just not human. I mean, it really isn't. I mean, and is it effortless? It's or do you not, really man. have it's, to let it's it rip? God. It's God. It's God. It's, uh, it's all God, man. That is remarkable. And the accuracy on the deep ball, where does that come from? Is that just God-given too? Work on, man. We work on that every day. Um, that's something that I took into consideration after 2021 season um, by just getting to know my receivers and understand them, understand my coaches more, and understand myself. Like, you know, I don't have to do too much to get the ball there. I don't have to do too much to see everything. You know, you see, you see a little, you see a little bit, you see it all, you see a lot, you see nothing at all. So, I didn't have to do too much. Um, you know, just lock into the small details because they're going to create a big picture. So. That's all I had to do to connect, and, you know, I made it happen. One of the best quarterbacks in college football. He's quarterback in the 11th-ranked ball. It's Joe Milton here with us on ESPN Radio. You mentioned 2021. You start out, you're having a heck of a year, and you, you, you tear your ankle to pieces. 
And after you mm-hmm. rehab, you come back, and instead of – and I love this about you, man. You're a fighter. Instead of hitting the portal when Hendon Hooker had a remarkable run filling in for you, you stuck, stayed, and competed. Why didn't you hit the portal? What made you stay? I mean, when you – you know, as a, as a man, the first thing is do is point fingers, you know, but it's good to point thumbs, you know. You know, I've been through a lot already at the University of Michigan. You know, I went through a lot there when I got hurt there. And I told myself the second time I get hurt, like, what are, what are you, what can you possibly do now, Joe? Um, are you going to just give up on it all? You know, it, it came a thought. You know, that was a thought, a 5% thought. But at the same time, as a man, you got to, you got to point thumbs instead of point fingers. You know, that's when you realize who's actually there for you um, and how much you really want it from, from within yourself. So what I had to do was I had to rethink about everything I'd done. You know, I had to go back and, you know, reevaluate everything I done, I done did, reevaluate the playbook, understand it, get a better grasp of it, um, and also just build more confidence within myself. You know, um, I feel like that goes a long way from any player on the field. What did you learn from Peyton Manning, a fellow Tennessee Vol? What, have, what has he taught you? He taught me a lot, man. You know, just have fun. But also, man, uh, the quicker – I ain't going to say the quicker, but the, the smoother you are in the pocket, the more calm you'll be. Also, just getting guys around you going, you know, it's easy to get yourself going. You know, you can talk to yourself. You can say whatever. But if you don't have the juice within yourself at that moment, get guys around you going because if you do that, then everything else will get you amped up. Um, and I feel like as a quarterback, you want to get guys going because you want guys to rally around you. So you don't have to make your job so hard. You know, you can make your job easy. Let guys do what they're supposed to do. Let them, let them, let them do what they're supposed to do and what they came here for. You know, just, just have fun. Um, you know, went to the Manning camp. The Manning camp was great. You know, I met every, I met all the Mannings, and you know, the whole, the whole main focus was to being able to, you know, go in and go in a day and just actually learn something new. Um, just take something away that you learned, and you know, try to add it to your game or your everyday life. Just find something and you know, add it to your life. 2003. It's been 20 years since Tennessee has won at mm-hmm. Florida. What would erasing that drought mean to you? Um, I mean, I think it'll mean a lot to team uh, in general. You know, it's not it's not about Joe. Um, you know, it's about the team. Like we put in the work, enough work. Did we put in enough work this week to get the job done? No, it don't matter if you win by one point or win by a lot. But if you get the job done, you get the job done. I feel like that's all that matters. Um, how much it mean to Joe, it means a lot. You know, uh, just get the job done, man. That's all you pretty much ask for in the SEC, man. You get the job done. It's going on these SEC conferences game, they, they can be very challenging. But the more you focus and the more you understand the game plan and understand your uh, your rival, I feel like everything else is going to play its part. Just to pay attention to the small details. Man, we are so glad you didn't follow that rabbit across that ditch because we would be watching you play football right now. <laughs> Joe, we'll see you on the field, man. Saturday night, it's the Vols and it's the Gators. It's sports hate, and we love it. It's a great rivalry in college football. Thank you so much for your time. No problem. Thank you. That, that Amber, that dude, uh, the stories about him being the oldest child and the responsibilities he had and how much he's changed from the time he went to Michigan to the guy he is now and living the position of quarterback is so much different than playing the position of quarterback. That dude, I, I've never even met the guy yet, but he, I mean, he's, he's already on the all hug team. I mean, mm-hmm. I, he's, he, he's a remarkable leader and I know you can't stand it.
Pahokee, Florida. He seems like a great young man. Uh, I, I wish him well in the future, just not at all this weekend. I mean, just <laughs> hope he fails love and just right now, fails right? so you'll, miserably. You'll love Sorry, that. Joe. I'm looking forward to Saturday. those six interceptions you're going to throw on Saturday night wow. against my Gators wow. defense. That's all I'm saying. But then after that, I wish him well again. <laughs> Uh, he's he is a remarkable human being, you know, and and that, that's that's what you need at that position. Guys gravitate right. to guys like that. Yeah, a team first guy, you could tell uh, yeah. throughout that entire interview. Again, the Tennessee Volunteers at the Swamp taking on the Florida Gators. That game kicks off at 7 p.m. Eastern. You can hear that game right here on ESPN Radio with Ian Fitzsimmons on the game coverage. Coming up next, are Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift dating? We're going to get into that. Amber and Ian is on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Covered a lot of ground tonight so far. If you missed any of it, check out the Amber and Ian podcast on the ESPN app. You can find him at Ian. Fitz ESPN, also at Ian Fitzsimmons ESPN on the gram. He is on the gram thanks to his daughters at Amber W Sports. I'm on both. I actually post so you can follow me as well. Before we get our final thoughts on some things around the world of sports and beyond, let's get some final betting advice from Ian. Bet till your hands bleed. Eli Drinkwitz, head coach, Missouri Tigers, did something that you shouldn't do. And he stepped on college football royalty. And his presser, I think it was yesterday, he, were, he was talking about Kansas State, their upcoming opponent. And he did not refer to Colin Klein, the offensive coordinator of Kansas State, by name. He said, I think they're, they, they call their offensive coordinator CK. Um, Colin Klein is like Kansas State Jesus. You have like Bill Snyder as God, and then it's Colin Klein as Jesus when it comes to Kansas State football. Don't think that did not go unnoticed. Get ready. Hell's coming down the pike, right, to Columbia, and they're wearing purple. Give me Kansas State minus five, because it has been everywhere, that one little comment. K-State, lay the points. They double-digit win over Missouri, and they will know Colin Klein's name, not just his initials, after Saturday. Bet to your hands bleed. It's time for one thought, not two, not three, not four, not five, just one thought with Amber and Ian and James Steele. He produces this show. Hello, James. Hello. Uh, so one Hello, thought. James. I'm going to get what? Those I'm gonna, bondish. 
James. Hello, James. Hello. Um, she didn't call me producer extraordinaire, though, so I'm kind of sad. Um, Steel. James Steel. I mean, it would work. Like, it's a, it's a dope Bond-type name, you it know? Boat L is a very Bondish delivery. Yeah, I like it. Hello there. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to give you a topic, and you're just going to give me one thought. Got it. Uh, so we'll your, your energy level well, is, is just overwhelming thought. right now. Really this is. is a three-hour show now. I'm, uh, I need to get my stamina up. <laughs> Hold on. Let's, let's pump him up here, guys. Oh, the night is dark is just before the dawn. And I promise you, the dawn is coming. Come on. Right, Are you ready to go? Let's go. All right. So uh, this morning on, uh, oh, what's the show called? It's, uh, <laughs> I always want to say Undisputed, but that's all. No. Like unsportsmanlike. Unsportsmanlike. Chris Campbell. ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Goodness. Unsportsmanlike. I should have Check it out. Down. 6 to 10 A. Eastern. Yikes. Monday through Friday. Right here on ESPN Radio. ESPN 2 and ESPN U. You can find Unsportsmanlike. I'm sure I'll hear about that James one. Steel, uh, Chris Canty gave his power <laughs> NFL power rankings after week one. Our bosses uh, are still and his, to it. Yeah, probably not. And his uh, power rankings were as follows. <laughs> What's that? Go ahead. Continue. Go ahead, James. You're good. They're just You're trying to distract James. you. Uh, one, these are Chris Canty's uh, power, NFL power rankings for week one. Uh, one, the 49ers. Two, the Eagles. Three, the Dolphins. Four, the Chiefs. Five, the Cowboys. Amber, one thought. On yeah, Canty's my one thought rankings. is what is Chris Canty doing? That is my one thought. Because if you're just reacting to week one itself, then the Dolphins being third on this list is fine. The San Francisco 49ers on this list is fine. The Kansas City Chiefs, if you're just reacting to week one, shouldn't have been on this list at all. You're coming off of a loss. Frankly, the Eagles shouldn't be so high off this list, on this list, even though they won. And certainly the Dallas Cowboys should not be five on this list if we're just reacting to week one. And if we're not reacting to week one, then there's certainly some teams that are missing. And I'm surprised you have my Dolphins at three if we're not just reacting to week one. I don't know what Canty's doing. That's my thought. Everything she said and then some, because if you are just react overreacting to week one, which is now it feels like a glorified final preseason game, then how are the Chiefs in the top five? So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's week one, but the overreaction, the rhyme or reason didn't make a lot of sense. Back to you. Yeah, Chiefs too low. Should still be number one. Oh, goodness. <laughs> they lost, Knew James. that was coming. All right, so we've been we've been talking a lot about the Jets quarterback situation for some reason. I don't know why. How are the Jets not higher? They won with a backup. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a great point. Uh, <laughs> but uh, a guy who used to host in this uh, this little time slot. Well, maybe not this one, but uh, it used to be Amber's co-host. Wait, who are you calling little this time slot? Excuse this you, little one. Uh, Joe Fortenbaugh had uh, this slot. to say about who he thinks might become the Jets quarterback at some time this Minnesota's already 0-1. You could look at them being 2-5 and right around the trade deadline. And then that would be the opportunity the Jets and Vikings could get a deal done if Minnesota plans on moving forward next season without Kirk Cousins. If you are honestly thinking Super Bowl as a Jets fan, that's the only viable move out there. There's no one else that's going to come in and be able to navigate the AFC and then ultimately show up in Vegas for the Super Bowl and win that game as well. Sounds like Joe had a little head cold there. Ian, one thought on uh, Joe's thought that Kirk Cousins should be the quarterback of the Jets. Sure I understand the logic, right but talking to Ben Gessling also from the Minneapolis Star Tribune, Minnesota's not moving on from Kirk Cousins this year. Maybe after the season they might, but 
He's not the problem in Minnesota. The defense has been the problem in, in Minnesota. So, I mean, I, I understand the logic. Amber, you had the same thought even before Joe did. You said it last night. He said it today. Um, but, you know, to me, it's, it's, you're riding with Zach Wilson right now. And, and then you're looking for a veteran backup behind him. But I don't think they're making a play for Kirk Cousins. I understand the logic, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think you're you're making a play either because I don't think you want to trade away a big asset for Kirk Cousins, who's a who's a good quarterback and and still a good quarterback. And Minnesota wouldn't be looking to move on from him because they think he's a bad quarterback. They'd be looking to move on from him because they know they're too many pieces away. And so why not get something? Because we're not going to have to let him walk after the season anyways when he's a free agent. But if I'm the Jets, I'm not sure I would want to do that because then you're going to have to pay him on the back end too, right? Or then you're trading assets for essentially a half season rental instead of just rocking with Zach Wilson. Are you winning a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins? That's a big gamble to give up more stuff for a quarterback also on the older side who could end up injured behind that line. There's a report that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are quote quietly hanging out one thought Amber that uh, I I mean my one thought is he shot his shot and she heard it. Hey players play. (laughs) She said hey. Hey. He's a good-looking fella. What's happening here? He put it in the universe. It worked. Good job, James. Terrified of this. Great job, Taylor Swift curse. This is the worst. Eagles fan. Worst news ever. Oh goodness, 